0: Hi,
1: I'm Peyton. And I'm Sydney.
0: Let's get booked up. We're going to go ahead and start off with the books that we are currently reading. So Sydney, I'm going to take it away.
1: Yes. Um, I'm currently reading Emma. I'm mostly listening to it, but sometimes reading it. Yes. Um,
0: yes.
1: Yes. love her. I tried to explain it to my husband. He was like, Why why would anyone want to read that? I was like, that is Jane Austen, and that Mm -hmm. is, like, that time and style of writing, so you can get the heck out of here. Also, I'm reading it so that I can go see the musical without being a poser. He's like, I will not be going with you. I was like, I don't want you there because you will ruin it. (laughs)
0: Solo date to see the coolest thing ever. I'm really jealous, and I'm so sad that I can't go.
1: Yeah, it's kind of rude. I know. Um... I'm also reading People That We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Oh, are you rereading that or reading it for no. the first time? First time. Oh, my, my God. That's so exciting. Savannah loaned it to me, and she's like, I really like this one. Read it. I was like, cool. And she comes back up here Labor Day weekend, so I got I to gotta have it done so I can send it back with her. Trade off. Yay. It's, it's just a nice, like, easy... You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so funny because the trip that she's on currently, like, in real life, is to Palm Springs. And I texted her, Savannah, immediately. And I was like, "Um, so am I going to think this is all stupid because, like, I've been to Palm Springs and who the hell would go on vacation there? <laughs> like, it's terrible. Like, it's about the worst school district. Let me tell you. <laughs> A really whack-ass art museum that's no good one good street and a whole ton of gay bars and that's it oh and golf courses that's that's really oh, it yeah and she's like um that is half of the point she's like also the brother that they're going to for the wedding he he do be a gay man so it kind of makes sense i was like there ah, it is it does and all the other travel is also super fun but i love reading about the palm Springs stuff and being like ew you went to the living desert zoo interesting that is something that you only do if you're drunk and bored, and please not during the summer whenever it's 120 degrees. <laughs> so it's been a, a joy. I'm almost done with that. Nice. And up next, I have to catch up with you and read Timeline. I was between, like, am I going to put Timeline on my Up Next or my or Congo? I was like, should I read one that Peyton hasn't read or should I catch up with her? Oh. I don't know. Ooh. Currently, timeline's on the list. I might change my mind to Congo. We'll okay. see, but timeline just looks so much more enticing because Congo gives Planet of the Apes energy. and that's not my biggest of jams. But timeline seems so cool. I also have Acusif to reread A Court of S- Silver Flames for yeah, my gosh, for my. Oh my gosh, my dog is mad. Sorry. <laughs> um. A Court of Silver Flames to reread for my book club. It's so weird, like, going to talk about the books with people that, like, don't know the SJM universe and know what's to come. It's so hard to not say anything and to not react, especially whenever they did just A quart of Thorns and Roses. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Y'all like Tamlin? Y'all like this situation? Oh, well. So now it'll be nice to finally get to talk about Reese and all of the people that actually matter in the books. <laughs> Seriously. Be good. It'll be good. We'll see how many people hate or love Nesta. We shall see. But yeah, that's all of my currently readings and my up next. What about you, P? I am currently reading.
0: I, I have a few things that I was reading that I kind of put on hold. Like I haven't read the natural history of Texas in a while. I know shame. I know. Um, I'm reading A Touch of Ruin, which is the second Hades and Persephone book from Scarlet St. Clair. I'm almost done with it. Um, I'm also almost done with The Lost Symbol, which is the third Robert Langdon book, which is just like, oh, baby, is it hot in here or is it just me?
1: <laughs> and then you can read Inferno and then we can watch it. Yes, I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Also. Did you tell everybody about your stupid watch?
0: I was just about to. (laughs) Okay. I always knew it was there, but, like, I totally forgot. But I was looking for, like, a new Apple Watch face because I just like to change it up a bit sometimes. And I saw that there's a Mickey Mouse face where he's, like, the hands of the clock. And Robert Langdon has an emotional reason, okay, it's sexy, for – um having like this mickey mouse watch he doesn't have like a real watch like a normal guy he has this like kind of kitty glow-in-the-dark mickey mouse watch and so i changed my face to mickey mouse and it's like i am robert langdon he is always with me
1: are you robert langdon can you swim
0: like him i'm no god no i cannot hold my breath like that man can no no but am i in love with him yes and do i think think of him him
1: Like, he has, like, a Mickey Mouse watch beacon? Yes, I think so. I think so. But every time I look at
0: the time, I think, oh, look, it's whatever o'clock. Ah, Robert Langdon.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm sure your fiancé loves that. He doesn't understand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. just doesn't understand. Okay, but I'm reading that, and I'm also reading Kingdom of the Cursed which is the second book it's after kingdom of the wicked and that one is pretty entertaining um, okay, nice. so i'm i'm having fun with that and then i'm trying to read what what am i what was i gonna oh obviously inferno because it's the next one after the lost symbol and um after reading our book that we're about to talk about my best friend's exorcism I was going through all of the other books that Greedy Hendrix has written, and some of them don't super interest me. Like, I'm not super interested in the vampire one just because I've never been a vampire girl. Yeah. My friend Jenny said that it was really good, and I do trust her. So, what are the other things it. about? The one that I want to read is called Satan Loves You, and I don't remember. Ooh. I don't remember what it's about. Um, let's see. It's kind of like a funny like Satan runs hell and it's like a corporate situation and uh something I don't know. I don't know what the plot is, honestly. It literally That's just it.
1: Satan's in charge.
0: Yeah, it's like he Satan is completely and totally burnt out, but there are no holidays in hell. <laughs> um and he has to find a way to save his home from corporate takeover. Whatever that means. Oh interesting. And it's so funny because all it says is Satan loves you is the book for everyone who hates boring books. Okay. What? Okay. Um yeah. and then other than that, what I really want to read is it's called Abandon by Meg Cabot. You know Meg Cabot? She wrote yeah. The Princess Diaries, like literally yeah. my favorite yeah, author from my childhood.
1: She wrote something else that I know. She oh wrote my God.
0: Avalon High, which I love that book so much. Yes,
1: Obviously, King Arthur. It. She
0: wrote a bunch of stuff. Um, while you talk, I shall look it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, but I always loved her. And fun fact, everybody, little piece of bookish news. She's got an- a- another book that's coming out this year what is it i don't remember but i am so okay i'm so excited i can can tell me
1: why there's so many princess diaries books oh yeah Mm -hmm. there's a lot so many yeah what else i don't remember everything that she read um she has some like contemporary romances that I think
0: I've she seen. Also, this is hilarious, but she also wrote some like smut for Cosmo.
1: Like, it looks
0: like Meg Cabot wrote a few like dirty looking things. <laughs> dirty looking. She wrote Al Ally Finkel. Did you read Ally Finkel? No. What? Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, anyway, Meg Cabot, she's a queen. New book coming out. I wish I could tell you what it's about or what it's called. I don't remember, but I'm very excited. Great. I don't need to know. All I know is she wrote it, and I love her. Okay,
1: but that's what I want to read
0: next. So, I think that's it for both of us.
1: Yeah. Up next, we're going to review and discuss... The book that we just read, My Best Friend's Exorcism by was it Grady Hendrix? Yes. Grady Grady. Hendrix. What a name. And I am obsessed with this book cover. I cannot get over it. I'm really annoyed that they didn't use it for the show. That makes it a great opportunity. I forgot (laughs) that you watched the movie. Um, so (laughs) y'all. Maybe if you're a 12-year-old girl having a Halloween slumber party, maybe not 12, there is LSD involved. Um, maybe <laughs> if you're a 15-year-old girl having a Halloween sleepover with your friends and you're all weenies and also not a lot of brain cells, great movie. Or maybe if you've never read the book and you're a drunk adult. And you're just looking for a cheesy laugh, like my husband who likes to watch Velocipastor. Maybe Oh my god. Maybe then you're okay and that's a good movie. But um if you have any other standards. No. Like and they changed dumb things. I know I hate when everyone, they do everyone that. who reads books and then watches the movies, like there's always something left out that you complain about, right? And I try to relax if it's not something like super important. But, like, there's weight loss shakes in this book that are from Germany. And for some reason in the show they made them from France. Like, that just, like, for what reason? Why change something as stupid as that?
0: I know. I feel like like Timeline, the movie Timeline, did that mm -hmm. as well. There were so many
1: things where I was like, there's no point. Why? Like, I just don't understand. And things that got changed in the plot that didn't, like, make the plot go faster which I could see movies needing to do right oh, of course right but of instead course. like they toss things into the plot into the plot that I feel like made it take longer like it made it go like a roundabout way and like eventually they got to where the the book had intended but I don't know don't read the book and then watch the movie just don't do that Pick i one am the other. still i am still planning on watching
0: the movie because
1: i want blake to
0: watch it but i am gonna i mean i'm prepared you'll hate it and right blake will roast you as he usually does when i pick what we watch that's fair that's fair. <laughs> so yeah oops <laughs> nice. um i did i loved this one though i i started this um a couple weeks or whenever we read it i don't know like however many weeks ago i started it When I took Winnie to get groomed, and so I left her at the grooming place, and I walked across the parking lot. I went to a coffee shop, and I started reading this. I got like halfway done, went picked her up, went home, finished it. I loved it. It is so easy to read and just so good.
1: It was was so fun. It was like the perfect amount, like eighties cheesy, Mm -hmm. but also like creepy crawly Stephen King mind twisty horror enough, and then like the exorcism was just perfectly cringy. It was so, I can't, okay, yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Story. It was just really good. Yes,
0: it was. I honestly sometimes am skeptical about like when men write women, especially if yeah. they're writing like a young girl. But I, I mean, there were a lot of like friendship quotes. I know I get a friendship quote from an exorcism book. No, um, but really. But seriously, I feel like I mean, we'll talk about our favorite quotes and stuff, but I feel like he just encapsulated a friendship that lasts that long so well.
1: And like realistically. Yeah. Not, yes. Not we get to live next door to each other our whole lives and raise our babies together. Like a real life. Like this mm-hmm. is what real adult friendship looks like. Right. And it's so cool. So cool. So we start out in
0: – um. Actually, we we start out in a, like, flash-forward scene where yeah. uh, our main character, Abby, is – she finds out that uh, – the first sentence just cracks me up. The exorcist is dead. So she finds yeah. out that the exorcist is dead. And it's called My Best friend Exorcism. So obviously, like, the person who exercised – is that, like, a verb – Like, would you use that as a verb? He exercised her. I don't
1: know. Well, I know it's spelled different. So is it exorcized?
0: He He performed the exorcism. Is that better? Yeah. Uh, On her best friend. Um, And so it's like a flash forward to that. And Mm -hmm. she thinks back on her friendship and she thinks back on her years of high school. And then it takes us back to the actual story when the actual story happens, which is the 80s. 1982 specifically we start in and um abby is turning 10 and she's having this birthday party she's obsessed with et so it's like an et themed birthday party and
1: you know when you're like
0: a little kid if you're 10 you're in fourth grade ish okay so you're in fourth grade and I don't know if this is still how it works, but like how it used to work, and this is true for me. When you, if you were gonna bring party invitations to school, you had to, you invite, had to invite your whole class. You couldn't just bring invitations and pass them out to like half your class. You had, or had to you covert, like, like, high in. Right, if like, your teacher knew like you had to invite the whole class or just pass them out like not in school. So yeah. Abby's inviting her whole class. And but also because she has no friends. Yeah. And so she's like so excited about this party because it's a skating party at the roller rink So she's been Which, practicing her
1: skating moves and she's so excited for everyone to come watch her skate. And it's so cute. Do we think that kids like go rollerblading anymore? Because I know that like whenever we were kids, I feel like there were parents that were like, oh, that was a cool thing to do in high school. But it was such like a key memory as like an elephant to go roller skating. I know they still go
0: bowling yeah i don't know
1: like ice skating is still a thing the dark and the neon and the glow like oh it's so nostalgic
0: i i did not like disclaimer i did not grow up in the 80s but a lot of things are just universal throughout childhood okay yeah anyway anyway anyways uh so abby is trying to invite her whole class to her birthday party and it's on this one day and this more popular girl in her class like she's got all these friends margaret okay she invites their entire class to a party as well a horseback riding party and it's on the same day on the same day and she passed out her invitations after abby what a good mood and so abby goes to her teacher and she's like hey that's the day of my party and her teacher is so rude her teacher does not give a crap she's like well her party is at this time and yours is later in the day so maybe people will be able to make it to both and it's like are you for real are you for real
1: like someone's parent was the worst which obviously they
0: were (laughs) (laughs) obviously
1: um so
0: flash forward to party day And no one shows up to Abby's party. No one comes. Except it's like 15, 20 minutes past her party time that's supposed to start. And she's got all of her ET decorations. She's got her outfit. She's got her roller skates. She's so excited to skate with everyone. And she's like, I'm going to cry. She's like in tears because no one showed up to her party and she's 10 years old.
1: Takes you back to like being bullied in elementary school and you're like... It's so sad. But...
0: This one girl who's new, right? Isn't she new? Yeah, new. She just and, moved there.
1: Quote unquote weird.
0: <laughs> new and also kind of doesn't have any friends. Her name is Gretchen. So she comes to the party and she brings Abby a birthday present. And Abby's like, Oh, it's a book. What the heck is this? And she gave her a Bible. And Abby's <laughs> like, I didn't want a Bible. I wanted an E. T. toy.
1: <laughs> so it's funny. So- Whenever she sees the present, she does. Instead of saying thank you because her parents are there, like, doing the good parent thing, like, say thank you. Say thank you. Say thank you. She runs away to the bathroom and cries.
0: <laughs> like, honestly, relatable. Okay? We're yeah. 10. We're overwhelmed. I totally get it. But Gretchen follows her into the bathroom, and she's like, um, just FYI, I did not want to get you. that her mom wanted her to go to Margaret's party. But Gretchen was like, no abby invited me first i'm gonna go and then abby her reaction is so funny she's like ah duh this girl's so smart everyone else is an idiot like i invited people (laughs) first and then they go skating and it's really cute and they kind of bond and then it's like from then on best friends forever
1: trivial childhood friendships are you know what i mean like they're Mm -hmm. like they don't have anything really in common not lifestyles so like abby's family's poor and like she ends up going to this fancy school and a scholarship and gretchen's family's like super uptight and super religious and super rich they don't look the same like all these things like they don't have a whole ton in common besides fuck that horse girl and that horse girl And they both love E.T. after Abby finally took Gretchen to see E.T. They were obsessed. Oh, yeah.
0: She does take her. Oh, and this is hilarious. Okay, about Gretchen. She tells Abby that her parents, like her family is in the witness protection program. (laughs) So she tells her that and she's like, so I can't go see movies with my parents and my parents can't go buy things and my parents can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And it's a little kid lie. Like, she made it up because she was embarrassed about how strict her parents were. I could totally relate to that. I could absolutely see myself doing the same things.
1: (laughs) Jenna and Brad are in the witness protection program.
0: Yeah, they're in the witness protection program. That's the reason why they won't let me go do this.
1: Oh, it was so good. Just, like, perfect childhood mess. And then, like, you get to see little, little pieces of their childhood along the way. And then all of a sudden, they're friends with this horse girl. Oh, yeah. It, it, like, when it skips to high school.
0: And it's, like, all of a sudden, they're friends with Margaret, horse girl.
1: Yeah. Like, how'd that happen? And this other girl, Glee. Glee. And they're, like, perfect. They're straight A's. They work really hard. They, like, do everything. Like, goody two-shoes, all that. Except, like, not really. Like, it no, seems like they, It's weird because they painted that picture, but – It's, like, classic
0: 80s, like, good girls gone bad kind of thing um Mm -hmm. because they have really good grades like they do go to this private school and um abby has a scholarship there so she has to like keep her grades up for her scholarship there but she talks about how they spend all this time doing their hair like they all went on diets they all whatever whatever but then on the weekends they like go to margaret's family's lake house and get sloshed yeah and do drugs and it's just so It's just so funny because it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you hated her. Ten pages ago, you hated Margaret and now you're best friends. But I think that also speaks to like how friendships evolve. Like I absolutely, I can think of girls that in elementary school, they were kind of like mean girls. And then in high school, we were friends. Yeah. Like I can totally think of that. That is so relatable and it's so real. And he really captured like that jump where it's like yeah. wait if you look back on it how did we become friends cuz you sucked in fourth grade
1: <laughs> yeah which wait, is so that's cool weird. it's just yeah. so
0: cool and it just made it so real and relatable and i really liked their friendship i was like oh wait
1: so Margaret's invested cool. in the friendship
0: yeah. you get so invested in their friendship and then then someone else go and get possessed and <sighs> things happen so they're at Margaret's lake house right they're all doing drinking okay <laughs> They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're doing, doing They're the drinking okay and margaret is like hey i've got is it lsd yeah she's like hey i've got some lsd who wants to take
1: it and they're
0: like okay
1: so they do to be it fair, gretchen has like a miniature panic attack and is like what if my brain melts like the old hair she... of pink floyd and i can only focus on what was it zippers or something
0: yeah she did not want to do it no, And so – but they all – she ends up doing it and they all end up doing it. But then it's like the middle of the night and they're like, mm, we feel nothing. We don't feel a single thing.
1: And it's like when you theoretically take an edible and then you're like, oh, it didn't work. Let's take more. Except they don't have more because it's LSD. Right. So
0: they're just waiting for it to kick in. It's not kicking in. They are kind of like forcing it to kick in and then they're like, oh, screw it, whatever. And someone suggests that they go skinny dipping. Yeah. So – they're gonna go skinny dipping and um so Gretchen is like yeah let's go So Gretchen like runs like trying to take off all her clothes runs off the dock and then the second she gets to the dock Margaret is like oh wait it's low tide like she can't jump there because the low tide like the tide has gone in right or has the tide gone out in low tide
1: it's it's low water
0: it's low tide i don't know anyway anyway minimal water we're not scientists it's i'm oh. not a scientist man i don't got. i'm not an oceanographer okay anyway um <laughs> she is gonna go jump off the dock and margaret's like it's too low it's too shallow and so they're like gretchen gretchen wait and then Gretchen just like disappeared you know. they cannot find her they can't they they're calling for her she's not responding they can't find her she's not she's like totally naked and they're like where the hell did she go they find her later
1: like abby finds a her a whole day later
0: yeah like they're not looking like for her day, all like night in long. the morning yeah yeah it takes them all night and then i think it at one point abby goes off alone and she's trying to find her and abby comes across this little cabin shed shacky thing shack a shack it's like a single room little shack and something spooky happening here's a man call her name and she sees a man i think she sees like the silhouette of a man and Uh she's freaked out she's like oh shit and then gretchen appears but gretchen's like off she doesn't know where she is she doesn't know what's happening she's so confused she's really scared and so they get her back in the house And she's hella naked. So they get her back in the house and everyone's like, okay, everything's fine. We found Gretchen. Everything's okay. All right, cool. Go back to their normal lives, whatever, whatever. And Gretchen's freaking out. She's like, I feel, I feel weird. Like, I feel like the LSD is still on me. And what she says, she's having
1: like flashbacks and feeling like things were like touching the back of her neck and whispering her ear I hate, oh, that part, those descriptions, ugh. I was like, ugh,
0: because she said, like, I feel like I'm still on LSD, I feel like it's still in my system. She was like, I can't sleep, I feel like someone's, like, touching me and touching the back of my neck and calling my name and talking to me. And Abby's like, um, no, like, you're crazy, LSD doesn't stay in your system that long, whatever. Also, no one else tripped. No one. So was like, oh, what are they I It odd? was like, dud, LSD, I guess, I don't know. So Gretchen's freaking out and she just seems off. And then she just starts getting like worse and worse. Like um, she's not taking care of her hair anymore or her makeup. She's not, she's not changing her- clothes. she's No. Not taking shower. And she starts to smell and she just starts to like be weird. What else like specific stuff happens with her? Um, she throws up. Oh my God. Um, oh yeah. It? And she like something happens during an assembly, right?
1: that's a little bit later okay like starts getting kind of evil like starts being really mean to abby and all these things they have this assembly with the like women brothers or something like that and their their weightlifters. oh the bodybuilders yes oh that was so it it was highly relatable as going to an elementary school in the south having weightlifters for christ or whatever and it was perfectly cheesy but in the middle of it like the biggest buffest weightlifter is like looking out to the crowd and abby's already like something is freaking wrong with my friend because she's stinky and she's mean and that is neither of those things are my friend and this man is like you you there and is like pointing at gretchen from like the stage and is like you are being affected by a demon and everyone's like haha like no thanks that's silly goofy and Abby's like oh somebody else sees it yes because
0: Abby knows something's wrong and Gretchen's just being mean she's kind of trying to pit all of her friends against each other um and she's just like being weird at one point Abby's driving them to school and Gretchen grabs the wheel and tries to run them into the oncoming lane of traffic and she's doing all of these crazy things and so it's like classic also friendship things you know where it's like I hate you we're done and then 10 minutes later you're my best friend I'm so sorry yeah (laughs) so it's like that and those things keep happening where Gretchen's just being weird Abby doesn't know what to do and Abby's frustrated because no one believes her
1: And no one else is worried. And she, like, at one point, especially after the car, attempted car wrecking, she's sitting down talking to Abby, and she's like, what happened to you in the woods? Like, what is going on? And Gretchen, like, can't tell the full story at this point. She's like, I just, like, he took me. Like, something bad happened. And so Abby's trying to, like, read between the lines here, and she's like, who's he? Like, a boy? Like, who found you? And, like, Gretchen, like, Lifts up her sleeves and she's got, like, scratches and, like, scabs. Basically, like, she was, like, cutting her arms. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you need to stop hurting yourself. Like, all these things. And Abby's like, this girl was, like, sexually assaulted in the woods. Like, that's why she's tripping. And tells her parents. And it's like, yo, Gretchen's mom and dad. Your child is mentally unwell. Like, they need to go to a counselor because she's been, like, sexually assaulted. Which is not factual to the story. But... If one of my friends told my parents that, I think that there should be more of a reaction than we have it handled. Go away.
0: Yeah, her parents were, Gretchen's parents were like, how dare you? Because you know it's all about your reputation for them. Like yeah. they live in the nice part of town, and they're they're like, "How dare you spread these lies about our daughter? This didn't happen." And then they're basically like, "You can't be friends with her anymore. We don't want you yeah. around." Um,
1: but all so the then while, she like, goes and tells the principal too, and the principal's like, "How dare God. you say that about one of these yeah. like rich boys? Like, if she had been sexually assaulted, that's fucked up." instead she's just possessed by a demon yeah Uh, and the
0: he is not a man is not a boy it's the the devil and abby's like slowly starting to figure it out and you can kind of tell reading it that like she totally knows what's going on she's just denying it because she's yeah what, what do you do yeah yeah and gretchen just is doing all of these insane things and abby thinks it's because I mean, she knows it's because something's wrong with her, but she's trying to help Gretchen still. Mm -hmm. And other people have started, stopped trying to help Gretchen. They're like, she's gross. She's wearing the same clothes every day. She smells terrible. She's always like throwing weird things up. Like we don't want anything to do with her. Even their best friends, Horse Girl and Glee, they want nothing to do with her until she turns everyone against Abby and everyone hates Abby and like scratching again. Like it's so weird. And it's a mix classic of mean girl shit. Exactly. It's a mix of classic mean girl shit and the devil is trying to do this. Yeah. And she starts sabotaging people in horrible, terrible ways. Like she gets okay, those shakes that Sydney mentioned. She gets Margaret on these, um tell me listeners what this sounds like to you because i was thinking the same thing okay she gets scratching on these german weight loss shakes and they end up it's like they end up just poisoning her what does it make you think they of have like tapeworm eggs in them yes and it's oh. so gross and so margaret loses all this weight and no one sees margaret for a while and then um oh there's this teacher at their school and he's like a young did you ever did you watch dairy girls no. Oh my gosh. Okay, there's this um guy, there's this um priest in Dairy Girls who this is who I pictured as. So if you list, if you watch Dairy Girls and you read this, Father, I think his name is Father Morgan in this yeah, book. Yeah. That's right. Um he is that father from Dairy Girls. Anyway, Glee is like in love with him. Has a crush on him. Mm-hmm. And Gretchen has been faking love notes from him to her and so she goes what does she do does she try to like confess her love to
1: him i think she goes to him she tries to confess her love but then she also like loses her shit on a like bell tower yeah
0: so she i think that's what happened is she goes to confess her love she's like i love him I love you. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, look at all these letters you wrote me. What do you mean you don't know what I'm talking about? And he has no idea. Because it's not him. Because it's not him. It was Gretchen the whole time. It was the devil the whole time. And so Glee tries to throw herself off the bell tower. But thankfully, they stop her
1: thank goodness and then
0: abby's watching the whole thing and she knows gretchen is up to this she knows gretchen was up to poisoning margaret and it was so gross oh my gosh at one point abby goes to margaret's house to check on her
1: oh and abby is such a good friend
0: like she's such a a good friend so rude and terrible to her and she never gave up on them never she was so loyal she was such a good person and she was just like so sad the whole time because I mean, her friends are just ditching her constantly yeah. because Gretchen is manipulating all of them. And she even stuck by Gretchen the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so – it was so frustrating, honestly, to read the amount of people that didn't believe Abby, uh, especially the yeah. adults. So frustrating.
1: Mm-hmm. Be but, so she goes to Margaret's house and, like, ugh, yeah, Margaret's emaciated and just icky and – abby brought like her favorite treat and she's like here just have a couple bites like it'll make you feel better she's like oh she's definitely got anorexia yeah and (laughs) margaret's like no i'm poisoned i am not anorexic i cannot eat anything i will vomit and she almost throws up just like smelling the treat and then she like pulls down her blanket and it looks like she's pregnant like her belly is so distended and i can't remember what happens to trigger this but she starts like throwing I think and abby, old, it
0: comes out yeah abby tries to feed her and margaret like tries to eat it but then that thing that's in her stomach well okay so i'm reading it and i'm like oh my god she's pregnant and then i'm like no yeah. she's only been out of school for two weeks obviously she's <laughs> obviously <laughs> that didn't happen the baby. <laughs> i was like oh duh but it was still concerning and then she starts throwing up and like gagging and making these horrible noises and like convulsing and this humongous tapeworm comes out of her
1: and like so big that her dog attacks it and has to drag it out of her. oh
0: yeah oh my god i forgot about that yeah it was so oh it was so gross and that's why i totally prefer to read read horror over watch horror because if i was watching that i would be totally gagging but reading it i was totally fine (laughs) that's talking about it i'm like gagging um, so that happens, the stuff with Glee happens, and Abby knows, I need to stop this. So and what she, does she do to solve her problem?
1: She goes to the bodybuilders. <laughs> She's like, well, you saw that demon, I know you did. What can you do about that? And he's like, and, oh well, my dad's really good at that, but I guess I could give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, he's like, mm, I've helped out with
0: exorcisms before, how hard could it be? And he sucks at it he so bad like almost he killed
1: gretchen's like real life body like once yeah to pour boiling water down yeah his, and oh, like
0: he kept trying to do all of those things and abby's like um no don't they basically kidnapped I gretchen was So
1: torn when that happened because they kidnapped gretchen and they're doing all mm-hmm. these exorcism things and gretchen's like abby i'm scared like what is happening And i was like in that moment i was like wait mm-hmm. is, she, is she not is she not possessed by a demon? Did I
0: get tricked? I know. The exorcism took so long. And the whole time, Gretchen is just like, please, it hurts. Like, I, I'm okay. Like, it's okay. Like, it's me. It's me. Let me go. And he, this guy is so bad at doing the exorcism. But then eventually, um, I,
1: he leaves. And then. He leaves to, like, go get his dad or something. Yeah. So, like, this is not going well. And Abby's still kind of torn because she's like, I'm pretty sure my friend's a demon, but also I don't want her to be drowned in a full body baptism situation because that's not cool. And, and so she's finally,
0: part- he like
1: the, the ex- devil
0: like makes right. himself known. He's like, Oh, you thought that was her the whole time? That was me. Like I was playing that idiot the whole time. You dumb little girl.
1: Yeah, with like the the man voice like coming out of the yeah. little girl body yeah, coming out. <laughs> classic does the only thing that she knows how to do because she's not that into jesus like not anti-jesus but like you know and so instead of saying things like the power of christ compels you (laughs) she pulls things out of like their friendship and tries to like really dig in deep to like her and gretchen's friendship is like the power of phil collins compels you and by the power invested in this and that and like the silliest goofiest things that like you know are things in their friendship from like reading about their friendship growing up and it is so terribly cringy in the like most beautiful way it's awesome because she
0: starts out like reading from the script like um by the power of uh like the power of christ compels you i command you unclean spirit and then the demon is just like laughing Ah. at her the whole time and she's like she's trying so hard she doesn't know what she's doing um and then finally she's like you know what like through this she starts singing that's the best thing ever she's like desperate and she's like crazy and she's like we got the beat we got the beat it's so funny and then yeah um by the power of uh, a holy can of Coca-Cola. By the power of Phil Collins. That was my favorite part. Which is Tommy Collins. That was <laughs> so Cox funny. And me in battle. By the power of Lost Retainers and Jamaica and Bad Cornrows and Fireflies and Madonna. <laughs> and that's what gets him. When she starts saying all of those things that have an emotional like power over her and Gretchen, that's when she starts getting him. And she says, like, in the name of our love, in the name of our friendship, be gone. And then and then he's gone, and it's Gretchen again. And Abby mm-hmm. did
1: it. You did just hit like this really beautiful part, but right before it says, "In the power of our love, and all that that nice, lovely stuff. Mm-hmm. it does say, <laughs> By the power of the dust, bunny, and in the name of the go-gos, I compel you, to be gone. <laughs> The name of the gogo's. I missed that part. By the passion and redemption of
0: bad Mama Jamma. <laughs> There's just such so much good stuff. It's it's awesome. And um and so that's what dispels the demon out of Gretchen's body and they're friends again. But the police are also like after them because Abby's like a criminal now basically. Because She
1: kidnapped Gretchen, but then Gretchen also kidnapped or stole a like dead baby, yeah. Oh my god, in I in forgot it, about at that. Abby's house, oh. so Abby's like for real, like under an investigation. Yes. Oh my god, in I forgot about it's that. Too late. It's too late for all that. Like it's already done, done, did.
0: Yeah. And then in the end, the Exorcist is like, "I did all of that. It was all me." Um. So she kind of gets, like, she she doesn't go to court with it or anything. Um. But she. It kind of fast forwards through fasts forward a little bit through their lives,
1: which is so fun because like, you've you been through this uh, exorcism like and then Abby has to move because her parents are like, fuck this town. Like, we got to get out of here. And obviously her and Gretchen can't hang out anymore because Gretchen's parents are kind of crazy and she's moved. But Gretchen like breaks out, steals the car, comes and sees Abby like they've obviously still want to be such great friends. And they do that throughout high school. But then, like, after high school, it's really hard to keep up with people, you know? And you get to see that in such, like, a genuine way.
0: Yeah, it talked about, you know, they would call each other every day. Then they would email each other every week. And then it was, like, a phone call here and there. Um, Facebook updates. Right. And it's, like – and at first I'm, like, oh, they weren't, like – they weren't friends forever anymore. Oh, man. Um, But then – abby's abby's mom dies right Mm -hmm. so abby's in the very end abby's mom dies and um abby is she gets married she gets divorced she has a kid and um that happens and everything kind of changes
1: it's like those friends that like you might not talk to every day but whenever you really need them like they're there And so Abby, like, they're kind of in and out, barely keeping up. And Abby's mom dies and all this stuff happens. And Gretchen's like, I'll be there.
0: And just moves in. Yep. She moves in. She helps Abby take care of her um, little baby. And they basically spend the rest of their lives together. And I am reading. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But it really kind of felt a little bit like, you know. They were roommates, wink, wink, kind of vibes. I'm, yeah. I don't know if that's just me. Um,
1: probably. What was thinking... they saying? Love you, <laughs> queerly, but not queerly. Yes,
0: that I, I think that was like a classic '80s saying. Like people would say that, and now it's in just the movie. Like
1: a... They subbed that, which I kind of assumed that they would, because like not PC. But you know what they said instead, which was so disgusting. Oh my God, what? No, this is a blast from the past. Lila's you remember what that stands for
0: lilas no
1: love you like a sister oh i never (laughs) used that acronym or just be like
0: lilas cringe cringe um the very last page of this book though
1: i cried i cried how many times do you cry in an exorcism horror book i cried i'm not kidding like
0: i'm so Sydney finished this first and then she was like, I cried, and I'm like, no way. And then I read it and I got to the last page and I'm like, I'm gonna cry thinking about it. Why does it make me so emotional? I honestly, I genuinely think it makes us so emotional because it was such a true representation of friendship. Yeah. Like you think of those friends that you've had since fourth grade, and it's like, yeah, you might not talk every single day, but it's just so real. Yeah. And so I I cried at the end of this. And it was it was beautiful. And it was almost like in the title, like exorcism seems like the big word, but it's almost like that was the
1: secondary. It was about best friends.
0: Yeah. Like it almost feels like it wasn't about my best friend's exorcism. It was about me and my best friend who happened to be possessed that one time.
1: (laughs) Which I love. And I love it. And what was so awesome about this book is like we'll get to like the last page and how like heart-wrenching it is. But really for a horror story truly that front half where we learn about how they become friends in that first like five years and then this back portion after the exorcism and everything wraps up the author didn't have to write that he could have gotten away without it right yeah yeah like it just like that is the book was already good but that's what really like yeah sealed it and sold it and not in the way that like oh the exorcism's all wrapped up it's like I got to see all the way until, like, Abby and Gretchen were 80-something years old. I didn't know that I needed that, but I did. I did. I Exactly.
0: And I didn't know that it would make me
1: cry. Actual no. tears. Because in the beginning, it's kind of a fun flashback and flash forward that I totally forgot about. But in the beginning, they try to, like, break out and go see Haley's Comet. And I can't remember if they're successful. Do you remember? Yeah, they see it. They So they see Haley's Comet the first time. Yes. And so at that point in time, when they're like 12 or whatever, they're like, we're going to see Haley's Comet again later. And Gretchen's like, girl, we're going to be 90. We're going to be dead when Haley's Comet comes back. And Abby's like, just you wait. And it comes back around again. And it's just like, it's just Abby and Gretchen. Abby's got a daughter or something. And she's got like her ex-husband who. Yeah, her ex-husband's still alive. Glee's still alive. They don't mention Margaret. But, like, Abby's in the hospital and she's almost 90. And, like, she's just sick and old and all the things. And Gretchen's the one who's there all the time. Like, other people visit, but Gretchen never leaves. And, like, reads her books to her whenever she can't see anymore. And, like, will give her juice whenever she, like, isn't strong enough to actually, like, raise the glass up to her mouth. And just stayed every, just all the time and held her hand through everything. And the last little paragraph says, Abby Richards (sighs) and Gretchen Lang were best friends on and off for 75 years. And there aren't many people who can say that. They weren't perfect. They didn't always get along. They screwed up. They acted like assholes. They fought. They fell out. They patched things up. They drove each other crazy. And they didn't make it to Haley's Comet, but they tried. but they tried
0: i cried they
1: tried (laughs) it was so good it was so good it was a good honestly i would recommend this to like a non-impressionable teen like don't do lsd yeah please don't underage drink you know Mm -hmm. but a good like coming of age and like lifelong friendship story
0: yeah, it was it was beautiful. And that was one of my favorite quotes. Um was in the beginning when it's when it's like future Abby and she's like a, a grown-up and and the exorcist has um, died. And the exorcist has just died and she just found out. And I loved this I loved this sentence. It's a long, it's a long ass sentence. It's like a whole paragraph. But she says, she and Gretchen spent hours ranking their friendships, trying to determine who was a best friend and who was an everyday friend, debating whether anyone could have two best friends at the same time, writing each other's names over and over again in purple ink, buzzed on the dopamine high of belonging to someone else, having a total stranger choose you, someone who wanted to know you, another person who cared that you that you were alive. I was like is if that is not just like girl friendship oh I don't know
1: what is oh so good also Mm. I totally forgot that we glossed over the exorcist Abby bumps into him later in life oh yeah and he like got out of jail he ended up not serving that much time because like no one came forward to say that he actually did any things that he claimed to do yeah they really didn't have a case against him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he became like a yoga instructor like obsessed with green juices and was just so chill and was like i would do it all again like i needed that time to fix myself it really healed me you were like 16 like it's okay and it was all mm-hmm. good and it was just so cute and sweet like a, it was just wrapped up so well and it didn't have to be you know mm-hmm. oh, so good yep it when you was-
0: sprayed it I gave it a four point two five. Me too. Look at that! Look at that! We're oh, in right. sync. In sync. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. I think my, I think my favorite character was Abby. I think it's rare that I actually pick like the main protagonist the main as my favorite favorite character, but she was. I mean, she like I said earlier, like she never gave up. She was mm-hmm. so loyal, even when everyone gave up on her. And yeah. Gretchen, she was like, no, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to stop this. And she was just so resilient, like, with her dad losing her his job. And they have to move to this, like, horrible house. And all of the things that happened when she was younger. And then all of her fr- – like, it was – I just loved Abby.
1: And she even tolerated, like, she was kind of a brat to her mom. But she did the the mom-teenage-daughter relationship – not the worst you could do it. <laughs> Which yeah. we all failed there. We all do. Yeah. But I yeah. guess that also made her relatable. Like exactly. He worked exactly. so hard in all these things, but she's still just a teenage girl. And her mom's like, Girl, I told you. Why not yeah. so cool? That's okay. I agree. I loved Abby. My least favorite character though, as much as like I would want it to be the demon. Really in like, what's his name? Wallace? what the heck oh, margaret's, oh boyfriend. margaret's boyfriend we didn't even talk about him oops
0: he was just kind of a jerk though
1: yeah like he didn't do anything special he's just a jerk no he was
0: just a jerk i think Miley's favorite was gretchen's parents
1: oh they're terrible and low-key abusive It only gets touched on like twice oh yeah they like hit gretchen like a lot dude yeah yeah and it's
0: like, you do not care about her. All you care about is your reputation and how you and your daughter are seen. And Abby is trying to tell you something is wrong with her. More wrong than you think. Like, they were saying, like, oh, she's just under a lot of stress with school. No!
1: She's there is something cool. seriously
0: wrong. So, Gretchen's
1: parents for me. The langs do be the worst. They do be. Yeah. It was bad. Maybe I think we already kind of went over our favorite quotes, too. Yeah it was just so good
0: yep i am i am so glad we read this because i never ever would have just picked this book up and been like yeah i'll read that
1: agreed it wouldn't have just naturally popped up
0: no but it was really really good so i really enjoyed this one
1: um my only other comment is the dedication oh i'm still confused i didn't look it up i should have um he dedicates it to his wife amanda who knows the reasons why asterisks the asterisks are explained below and it says but if she doesn't i would suggest she have her attorney consult both protective orders filed against her the criminal complaint which outlines these reasons in great detail and maybe also her conscience because disclosing the whereabouts of the bodies will finally bring some closure to for my family which I know is supposed to be funny, but I'm also like, yeah, hmm, this seems like a really just haha funny way to like admit to a crime.
0: It was so weird, but I did read that
1: um, he in his
0: books mentions her and she like something about like he always mentions her because she w- wants to die or she wants to be the bad guy or something like that. I don't know. Oh, so Maybe like, this was like his mention book? for her.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like, I'll take it. Yeah, a so odd, weird,
0: weird foreplay. It was. That threw me off. <laughs> it's, it's like the first thing I read and it threw me off. I was like, what? He just seems like an odd guy, but yeah, I like it. A good book. Yeah. All right. Okay. As much as we loved My Best Friend's Exorcism, it's time to move on and pick a new book. <laughs> find something new to read so sydney is going to introduce to us our next buddy read and don't forget you can read along with us on Storygraph. if you go follow us and we'll add you to our buddy read so yeah. take it away
1: we are gonna swing back into fantasy which is one of our favorite guilty pleasures this was a tiktok recommendation and it's got 4.3 average star rating it is one dark window The first book in the Shepherd King series by Rachel Gillig. This in this book. (laughs) Elspeth, which is going to take me so long to read correctly in my head and not read as Elizabeth. Yep, that's going to be a tough one for me as well. (laughs) Elspeth. Elspeth needs a monster. The monster might be her. Elspeth Spindle, oh, what a tongue twister, needs more than luck to stay safe in the This eerie, mist-locked kingdom of blunder. She needs a monster. She calls him the Nightmare. An ancient, mercurial spirit trapped in her head. He protects her. He keeps her secrets. But nothing comes for free, especially magic. When Elspeth meets a mysterious highwayman on the forest road, her life takes a drastic turn. Thrust into, into the world of shadow and deception, she joins a dangerous quest to cure blunder from the dark magic infecting it. And the highwayman? He just so happens to be the king's nephew, captain of the most dangerous men in Blunder, and guilty of high treason.
0: Let's go! Oh.
1: <laughs> Together, they must gather 12 providence cards, the key to the cure, but as the stakes heighten and their undeniable attraction intensifies, ow, ow. Elspeth is forced to face her darkest secret yet. The nightmare is slowly taking over her mind, and she might not be able to stop it.
0: It sounds so cool. I know. I was thinking that. Um, I was like reading it and I was like, "Mm, it sounds fine. And then then we get to like the, but the highwayman is the king's nephew and he's guilty of treason. I was like, oh, wait. Oh.
1: And then the nightmare taking over her mind. So she's like falling in love. But then this other monsters in her brain like, haha, jokes on you. So cool. Sounds like a really good premise. And
0: average rating of 4.3 stars like that is high that's one of the higher ones i've seen yeah so really excited for this one sounds really good i'm excited and it is the first in a series and i don't know how many are supposed to be in it but this is the first one and the second one actually came out this year yeah also
1: I'm just scrolling through Google on it because I was going to see if there's going to be more books in it or if oh, it was just mythology. Okay. okay. And it does say that it has a Rachel Gillig's darkish fantasy and slightly gothic fairy tale with an okay. atmospheric read with elements of slow burn romance and a small touch of spice. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Oh, I'll take it. All right. That Fine. was on. So that's yeah. next.
0: So. Ooh. Follow us on Storygraph. We'll link our socials and you can join our buddy read. Absolutely. It'll be a good one. All right. So if you want to read this next buddy read with us, follow us on the Storygraph and we will add you to our buddy read. You can follow us at P431 and Sydney, S-I-D-N-E-Y.
1: Underscore W33.
0: And you can also follow our Instagram and our TikTok at Let's Get Booked Up Pod. Follow along with all of the things that we're reading, rating, reviewing, talking about.
1: All bookish things.
0: All the bookish things. So we will see you guys next time as we talk about our next buddy read and all of our currently reads and maybe even some things that we've been reading. So stay tuned and we'll see you next time. I'm Peyton.
1: And I'm Sydney.